Welcome to the Dumb Idea Podcast Show with Mike and Alex. We thank you for joining us as we have a couple of beers and a cigar and talk about what's going on in our lives. Grab an adult beverage and a smoke and settle in with us. Please like, subscribe, and comment on each show so we can hear whether you agree or disagree with our take on things. Listen wherever your favorite podcasts are and at www.dumbideapodcast.com. So, interesting topic to talk about a little bit this time is, um, you know, my girls are, they're getting a little older. They're starting to watch, you know, stuff other than cartoons. Um, getting a little out of, they're kind of into the teeny bopper stuff, but they also like some, some uh, an interesting show. Uh, been around on Netflix for a while called Fuller House. It was the reboot of Full House with Candace Cameron Bure. And to be honest with you, I enjoyed the show. Uh, they only had five seasons of it. We blew through all five seasons. Um, but it got me thinking, though. It got me thinking about how when we were younger, it was Thursday, must-see TV, and TGIF. Those were times when everyone, everyone would, it, you would, it was the old water cooler conversation the next day, right, or, or on Monday. So Thursday, on Friday, everyone was talking about Thursday shows. Monday, everyone talked about the Friday shows, if they still remembered them. But you knew everyone was watching. Eight, eight to ten, there was that two-hour block where they had four shows, 30-minute sitcoms. Or maybe there was like a two 30-minute sitcoms and an hour-long show. Yeah, there was usually like an hour-long show yeah. at the 9 or 10 o'clock slot before the, before the news right. would start. And I'm realizing now that there's nothing like that right now. There's nothing that compares for whatever reason. Yeah. People can blame it on the DVR, or people can blame it on the streaming services, right? Yeah. Because you can watch it whenever you want. But there was always something about, I would sit down on the couch with my brother, mother, father, and we watched the same. It was good for, the whole family could watch these shows. You didn't really have to worry too much. You didn't have to worry about sexuality or the language, because let's face facts. I mean, as much as we're guys and we're like, oh, who cares about that? And But it's definitely a little awkward when you got little kids and something a little right, I'm not going to watch Game of Thrones with my five year old. Right, you can't uh, you can't watch that, with the, <laughs> yeah. especially with the brother sister yeah. action in the first two yeah. shows. House, yeah. I'm not watching House of Cards with the kids right. or or Breaking Bad, even though that was on network. But um, yeah, it was it was really neat back you know back when we were kids because you you did know what night it was based upon what was on TV, and there were certain shows that we always watched. That my I remember my dad loved Night Court, that he loved Cheers, and then Frasier. He loved that, too. So we'd sit there uh, when it was on. Now, I, those shows came a little bit later, so when we were real little, we didn't see them. But we had, we had the Cosby show. Yep. A Different World came after that when Lisa Bonet moved out of the house. Um, it, I think Alf was, you know, the lovable alien. He was yep. around at that time. But you also had, what was it, Frasier? Uh, oh, man. It was Frasier, and there was, uh, I can't remember the names, but there were Cheers, like you said, uh, Cheers, right? Yep. And But there were, over the years, over the course of maybe 10, 12 years or so, there were a lot of good shows. The biggest one that came out of that, oddly enough, was Friends. Yeah. People don't remember that Friends was part of that Thursday night lineup. Yep, it came, and it was on in the early slot, too. It was on at 8. Right, in Seinfeld. Yep. I mean, these were huge shows. Yeah, that are still... 
I mean, I'm sure I'd love to get the royalty checks that that oh. they're getting from from heard, those because they're on someone, somewhere. I heard some of them don't get royalty checks. Oh, really? I, <laughs> I, I heard some. Imagine if you were on that show, and it, it like I think TBS plays Friends on a loop. Yeah, there's well, <laughs> the Friends, and then what's uh, Special Victims Unit is you can find Special Victims Unit on somewhere right. at all <laughs> times. Yeah. And the thing is, now there's just there's nothing on. Right. And I remember even the corny shows like the family ties and who's the boss and yep. they were just corny. The jokes were corny. Um, what was the one with Alan Thicke? Uh, oh, Growing Pains. Yes. But and, it was a good. But listen, though, I, I could watch those probably today and still enjoy them yeah. because there's nothing like a 30 minute corny show. And then the, the one I can remember. The newest one of them I can remember right now, and and my wife and I used to watch it was New Girl, mm-hmm. and it has Zoe Deschanel as kind of a goofball and the three roommates, and you know three of them were kind of goofy and it was corny, but it was nice light humor. Yeah, nothing I, too heavy. No, I didn't have to think about it. I could sit down, my brain could shut off, and I could laugh. Right, right, and some of them, you know, I guess they kind of morphed into some of the shows like The Office and. Uh, because maybe people got tired of the, the corny jokes and The Office with its dry sense of humor. Right. Or Parks and Rec was kind of just a copy of The Office. And 30 yeah. Rock was a copy of The Office. Right. Um, they Kind of that same format, like there's no audience. It's looking at the ridiculous nature of whether it's the business world or, or government. or And that's stuff that like... You know, regular working stiffs can be like, oh, yeah, I've definitely right. been there for that conversation and get a laugh out of it. It's almost like scripted reality TV without not without the reality part of it. Right. But you're like, yeah, that could be real. Yeah. Just <laughs> the most absurd moments. And when you look at it, you're like, yeah, yeah. Like, that's definitely, uh, you know, something that would that I've heard a boss say or that's been said to me or that I've, you know, definitely heard of. So Ron Swanson is my boss probably. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, <laughs> or, or Michael Scott is my boss. Like yeah. just some corny, some corny guy. This is like, makes you uncomfortable or once Ron Swanson, like you're throwing everything at him and he makes you feel like a fool. Yeah. You know, it just makes you feel like you're unimportant yeah. and you shouldn't be there. <laughs> and you know, and that, you know, it's, it's, you know, you, you mentioned reality. And I think reality is kind of what, what killed a lot of these shows. Uh, you know, Survivor came out in the what was that the early two thousands? I remember in college we were watching Survivor. The first, I mean, I never, I, thought, I always thought Survivor was stupid. I was never an early adopter. I'm going to go and put that one on the record. Uh, it's still stupid. They're all stupid. Flame me if you want. They're they're all awful. And but here's the thing: even if you don't like it, though, there were there were, and I don't know if it's still the case. At least with Survivor, that show was huge. Yeah, and 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 look. The Bachelorette. Yep. The Bachelor. They even, I mean, shoot, The Bachelor was so popular, they made The Bachelorette and yep. Bachelor in Paradise. There's yep. literally two spinoffs of the show. Yeah. That's how popular it was. Then there's The Temptation Island, which is kind of like that. Uh, yeah. It's just garbage, trash TV. I think I know why they went that way, though. Because with the DVR, people were, you, know, you could record it, watch it later. The thing with The Bachelor and The Bachelorette or Bachelor in Paradise. Um, if you don't, if you don't watch it the day it's aired, or maybe like the day after, if you open up your newsfeed, there's oh, like yeah. there's like the spoilers, right? Yeah. Or the people you're talking to. Oh, did you watch this last night? Yeah. In your in your text group or something, especially if you have a text group dedicated to that show. Yeah. If you don't watch it, 
you're sunk. You're, you're spoiled. For, you're done for the week. There's no point. It's, to me, it's like it's probably, you know, and I don't want to say that women aren't into sports, but like my wife would much rather watch The Bachelor than you know the Rangers. <laughs> so, um, so I can say from the experience in my household that that is the sports for her. Right. And I rarely ever watched a game, record a game. And, and watch it like no because people are going to talk about it if you don't if it wasn't one of those things where I was working and couldn't watch it I'd come home and immediately start watching the game or yeah. catch up during it you're not going to be able to stay you know now maybe 10-15 years ago you could kind of stay in the dark but now you can't because no. it's on your people are texting back and forth there's no way you can put yourself in a closet and it's the same thing with the reality shows but yeah. I also think with the reality shows that they there was certainly a cost saving they don't have to pay actors they don't have to pay writers True. Uh, they have to pay a caterer, uh, whatever uh, hack host is in charge. You know, pretty face host is in charge of it. Um, the people go on for free; they're, they're not making any money off of it. Not until um, they leave, cause, right? Because then they go, the 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 ladies go Instagram model, yeah, and they get paid off of that. The men get their modeling gigs, yeah. I mean, people laugh at male models, but they're, they they make a lot of money doing it. Yeah, and, and, and then, if, if you're on The Bachelor, guess what? You don't. You now don't have to worry about being scouted or found. Right, you're, you're found. You're yeah. it. That's it. Yeah, and you know, slobs like us aren't on The Bachelor. Well, you know, uh, I mean, I think it would be interesting. Listen, I think there needs to be a look. Bachelors and Dad Bod Paradise <laughs> coming to coming to a TV near you. <laughs> right, but you know, th- those shows like n- no one really, uh, no one. Um, but the, the thing is, there's there's no classic TV coming out of this. No one's going to go and say, "God, Bachelor season, whatever." That was, you're not you're not going back to season two of The Bachelor. However, you will binge watch all nine or ten seasons of Friends. Yeah, and you'll put that on. I mean, that's why TBS still rolls it every. Like they'll roll it. I think at like was it four thirty and five or five and five thirty every yep. night after work. You come home while you're cooking dinner. You're watching Friends at five and five thirty. Yeah, on TBS. Or you've got your streaming service, whatever streaming service has it, you can just put it on and let them play. Yeah. And, you can put, and you'll play them in order, and it'll be just like you're rewatching the whole thing. Yep. And the shows are still funny. So people still watch them. But those shows, you didn't have to, they're not really working today because you don't have to watch them and, and worry about someone spoiling the episode for you right. you can watch it a week later oh yeah and even if someone drops hints about what happened you don't care yeah you, you can you'll you're not it's like you don't hear someone was eliminated yeah. right if you hear that you know joey got an acting part so you're fine you can still watch the rest of the episode because the, the humor is in the episode yeah, itself yeah the, the the enjoyment isn't the result at the end of the show right right and so like w- I think that's what these producers are having a problem with. Because if you put on a show like Friends, which I guess in this case would be like Blackish or The Neighborhood yeah. or, or one of these shows. I don't which really I've know. never watched any of them. I've never watched them either. I, just, I, didn't, I know they're 30-minute shows. They're on a certain time. But you can DVR them and watch them at any yeah. time. Or what, what a lot of people do is they'll wait till the end of the season and binge it. Well, that's that's what I did with uh, with Game of Thrones. Right. Um, I was never into the show. I didn't see... I started watching Game of Thrones at the end of... when it, The season where they took the two-year break. So I guess I was, what, seven to eight or six mm-hmm. into seven. Yeah. Whatever the... 
So a bunch of people at work were talking about it. I had no idea. Uh, my youngest had just been born, so he was up all night. So I would just stay up all night and watch Game of Thrones. So here I am feeding this little baby and watching Game of Thrones no, and no, getting caught up, which was which was yeah. cool because I this was all new to me. Yeah, the, the weird so the weird thing with Game of Thrones was it was a show that people could spoil a little bit for you if you if you read about it like while it was on, yeah. right? Because this was at a time when Game of Thrones it was still right around the beginning of DVR. Right. And so people would DVR and watch it later. Um, but the spoilers weren't too huge. Yeah. So where, a, like, you couldn't, like, you had that hour show and there was a lot of nuance in there that yeah. you wanted to see. But that's kind of where it started, though. Like that Game of Thrones, House of Cards, yep. like, oh no, this happened to Frank. Yeah. You know? And, you know, but that's when the streaming, so that was Netflix and HBO at the time and they were still using that weekly model even when Netflix they had started putting out seasons of other shows but mm-hmm. they didn't do it with House of Cards yeah. House of Cards they released once a week I think it was every Sunday yeah. Sunday and, or Monday I forgot which, which one just like Disney did with The Mandalorian yes they released that yeah. and, and I don't like watching TV like that anymore right. so I'm a huge Star Wars fan but when they started The Mandalorian I waited Yeah. now my buddy started watching it every episode you want to talk about it i'm like nah i haven't started it yet right. i'd get to i'll wait till they were i usually wait till they had about about four hours worth of content to watch and then i'd sit there and binge watch it yep. and i did the same thing with game of thrones i did the same thing with house of cards I did the same thing with breaking bad the wire i'd never seen any of them right. when they came out and i prefer to watch tv i also don't like commercials right i hate commercials so like my favorite movie in the world is top gun if Top Gun's on TV and there's commercials, I will not watch it because the commercials ruin it. So they just they put them in goofy places. It ruins the 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 experience. So I just I don't I don't watch TV that way. So there are still some movies though that I'll watch. Uh, like if Shawshank Redemption is on or Goodfellas, mm-hmm. I'll watch it. I don't care. I'll I'll take the commercials. I don't care. And, and you know, and the funny part is, I've got them both on DVD. Yeah. <laughs> I could just put the DVD on and watch it. Yeah. But there's something about hey, I just I found it. It's like a little, yeah. it's like a little prize. I won, <laughs> and I get I get Goodfellas, and I'll watch it. I'll watch. It doesn't matter where where it started. I could get half. I could be halfway through it, and I'll start watching it from there. Yeah, and there's some movies that are just uh, like a movie like that for me was um, Step Brothers. <laughs> I had never seen Step Brothers from beginning to end. <laughs> I'd come in like I've seen the whole movie, but I've never seen it. From start to finish, because it was always on TV, and I'd pick it up. Then they removed some of the jokes and some of the off-color humor to make it. And some some networks are are a little bit more conservative, so they won't like they won't say shit. They'll beep that. Everyone knows what they're saying, right? You know, and it's it's like, come on, guys! Like we, everyone has this movie memorized, yeah. but you're not saying the the curse words because you know you don't want to get a a fine or a letter. But they're not even. You know the FCC is not going after you for for you know for for dropping the S bomb. Yeah, and I know a lot of people will they'll, they'll, they try and blame the streaming services for the death of live TV. Mm-hmm. The thing is, though, ABC, NBC, Fox, uh, CBS—they're still free over the air, so you can't blame the cost of a cable bundle. 
No. For people tuning out. Right. Right? So then it comes to, okay, well, what kind of TV shows are you putting out there? Because people are watching shows. They're watching them on Netflix. They're watching them on Disney+. Plus. They're watching them on Hulu. They'll watch them on these streaming services. Um, especially, especially Netflix. And, and even Amazon Prime. Yep. And I think it's because Netflix... And there, there's the buzzer. <laughs> Just doing some laundry, folks. Don't worry. Um, I think it's because Netflix and Amazon are paying up for the better shows. Mm-hmm. It, it's shows that are better written, uh, more interesting content, um, whether they're 30 minutes or whether they're an hour. It well, doesn't yeah. matter. And, and they're not, they're not, you know, so a, a, tw- a 30 minute sitcom is 23 minutes long. Yeah. Because you have to get your your seven minutes of commercials in there. Well, Netflix isn't. It's almost like you know the, the long form podcast. We could sit here and talk about TV for for two hours if we wanted to, and if you, right. if the audience wanted to listen to it for two hours, they would, or they could pause it or do whatever. Right. Network live TV, you're kind of boxed in. Really, the only things that get get liberty with that are live sporting events and award shows. Other than that, like it's well, people aren't watching award shows. No, <laughs> no. But the ratings from this last season were just dropping like a rock, and it, some of it could be. And, and this is where I think some of the writing has to take some of the blame for this, mm-hmm. because if Netflix and, Prime, and and Amazon Prime, and even Hulu to a certain extent, even though Hulu's owned by Disney and I believe partially ABC, I'm sorry, Disney is ABC. Yeah. Um, it's Disney and um, Disney owns a lot of the Fox stuff now. Um, Disney, ABC, NBC, NBC is the yeah. other one. I think they, NBC Universal or one of the, yeah. yeah. AB, CBS has their own. They went off on their own with Paramount. Mm-hmm. Um, Disney bought up a lot of Fox and their TV assets. So it's, it's pretty much Disney and NBC that own Hulu. And basically the stuff that would have normally gone on ABC or... C, uh, or NBC, they've started putting a, uh, exclusive content on Hulu to mm-hmm. get people to subscribe to Hulu. Yeah. But anyway, I, I think with Netflix and Amazon buying up a lot of the better written shows, I think that some of the shows going on over-the-air network TV, especially during prime time, the writing is getting a little lazy. Yeah. And, and this is where this... This is going to go a little bit political. I'm going to get on my soapbox (laughs) where there is a lot of this is how you should live your life. This is how you should think writing in these shows. Now, is the messaging so different than it was back in the 80s and 90s? And I'm going to say no. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say the writing was better back then, especially if you want to get into a little bit of the wokeness. Yeah. All right. Back then, it was done through shows like The Cosby Show, mm-hmm. Family Matters, mm-hmm. A Different World. I think about it, A Different World was an extraordinary show. People don't give it the credit it should. But it showed back then young black Americans in college yep. bettering their lives. Yeah. In which it was the positive imagery that they're trying to put out now. But it was done in such a way... And I know people are going to, people might crucify me for this, but it wasn't an in-your-face show. Yeah. It was literally just kids, in, it was kids in college. Right. 
They, it, they didn't. They didn't push that message on you. It was just that's what the show was. Right. Whereas now, I think the message is now in the dialogue of the mm-hmm. show. Where and in the past, during like the Cosby Show and the Family Matters, um, and the, in a different world, the dialogue was much more subtle. Like when when Doctor Huxtable had the conversation with Theo. Mm-hmm. I mean, never mind the fact that it was a black family back in the 90s. Father was black and a doctor. Mm-hmm. And I forgot what Felicia Rashad She was a did. lawyer. She was a lawyer. Yeah, and they lived in a brownstone in Manhattan. Right. That was that was huge imagery back then. Yeah. But again, it was the show. It wasn't the over-your-face... It wasn't the over-the-top over dialogue that they're doing now. Right. Um, yeah, it was... It, it was like I saw the there was clips from like the the show The Neighborhood mm-hmm. where Cedric the Entertainer is having that hard talk with with that guy. I remember Ms. Schmidt from New Girl. You know, <laughs> it's like it was the dialogue was it was direct in your face. It was like there was no nuance to it. And I'm not saying that's putting people off because but when people watch a 30 minute show, they want to do what I used to do: shut your brain off, Sh- and laugh. shut your yep. brain off, laugh. Or, or maybe not even laugh, but just enjoy the show. Yeah. And so while the imagery from the Cosby show in a different world um, and family matters, the imagery sticks with me today. Mm-hmm. The message sticks with me today that minority families, black families, can be successful. Mm-hmm. Or uh, not can be. They are. There are. Uh, they're out there. Yeah. And it goes against the narrative of, well, bl- you know, black families aren't successful. Right. They're they're not this. They're not that. No, 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 no. It's out there. Yeah. And that's what the, those shows for me, you know, boy growing up in the suburbs that didn't live around too many minorities. Mm-hmm. That was the imagery for me. That put that seed in, in my brain and gave me that imagery. Now, imagine what that did for a young black male. Or, yeah. a young, or a young black family who didn't think there were any other families like them. Right. Or that lived in lower income home homes that thought that was it for them. Well, now they get to see this on TV. Wait a minute. Yeah. This is a black man that's a doctor mm-hmm. with a, a wife who's a lawyer living in the brownstone with four kids growing up. You know, the image, again, the imagery without the, the forceful dialogue yeah, and it's was like the, more important than the force of and, dialogue. And the the dialogue now, when they when they start getting into the into some of the more politically charged stuff, it's like, are you talking to the other character? Or are you talking to the audience? You know, like the other character, the antagonist and the protagonist. Protagonist, the antagonist is there, yeah. but is the are they speaking to that character? or Are they really speaking to the audience? Right. And that's that's where it kind of gets and regardless of what the you're starting it's starting to get sanctimonious. And, um, you know, maybe people don't feel, you know, don't want to, they just want to be mindlessly entertained and not necessarily get all the political things with it. Um, that show New Amsterdam got real heavy into it. The only reason that I saw it was because it was only after one of the shows my wife watches, which was also full of it too, uh, with all the, you know, the, had to have the correct talking points and, um, <clears throat> And, I, you know, the shows, I, I don't not watch them because they have it. I don't I, I don't watch them because they're generally, I don't find them entertaining. Right. Um, if they were entertaining, then sure, I'd watch it. 
But you know, the, but but when you do, let's say you have an opportunity like that where you do watch it, they have a chance to rope you in, and instead they pushed you away. Yeah, and it's not because of the message they sent; it's how they're sending it. Yeah, they're and, they're trying to take a sledgehammer and just bash your brains in with right. it, and. I know there's some people out there going to be like, well, it needs to be done. People aren't getting, people aren't understanding the point. People don't get the point. Mm -hmm. Right. But you're never going to, you're never going to yell at someone and get them to change their mind. Right. That's not how you, it's the old win friends and influence people. Yeah. That's not how you do it. And as much as you want it to happen tomorrow, if you take the Cosby show approach that lasted for eight to 10 seasons, that's 10 years of messaging. Oh, yeah. A Different World, eight seasons of messaging. Mm -hmm. Family Matters, another seven, eight seasons of messaging. But again, though, well-written shows. They weren't there specifically because they were about black families. Yeah, They were they were there and people watched because they were great shows. Oh, people yeah. loved the writing. People loved the actors. Mm -hmm. And I think they could do the same thing today. The problem, and, and this is... This kind of goes to our culture today. Everybody wants it done now. Yeah, immediately. I want, I want change done now. Yeah. Okay. Well, unfortunately, you're dealing with human brains. You're you're not going to force. You're not going to get your sledgehammer and pound it into them, or send them to the uh, send them to the the, uh, the the firing squad. It doesn't work like that. You're you're never. In fact, if you do that, you might actually push people away from your message. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it, if, you're, you're actually going to be counterproductive right. to what you're trying to do. Yeah, if if you yell at somebody and like, well, I'm not going to sit here and let you yell at me. I mean, you can be tell, telling somebody the greatest ideas, but if you're going to go and and take that, you know the the uh, you know scorched earth policy, right. and you're just going to turn a bunch of people off. Um, but some of the shows back, I mean, I remember nine oh two one oh started touching on issues, and my sister loved that show, and that show would get into things like teen pregnancy and AIDS and abusive yeah. relationships yeah. and all this stuff. And it was like thought provoking, but that show was a soap opera. It was designed for a, it was not a com, it was not a sitcom. Um, but that show through touching on these different issues uh, would spark conversation. And I think that should be the goal is to spark conversation rather than to just pound some, you know, if if I want to change your mind, I'm not going to sit here and just yell and scream at you and pound it into your head with a sledgehammer. He's going to build a wall. But hey, let's have a conversation about it. Right. And that's what nine or two one zero do. They force some of these conversations. Like I think there were a lot of a lot of parents that watched that show that weren't ready to have the teen pregnancy conversation with their kid yet. And now right. all of a sudden, hey, it's it's there. Well, and the funny thing you and you slid it into one episode out of ten. Yeah. And now you got people having the conversation, and it didn't take the whole episode. Yeah. It didn't take the whole. It was maybe a five minutes, five five to ten minutes of that episode. Yeah, because and you got people talking yeah, about it. You, you accomplished your mission right there. Yeah, and the soap opera had you know, and these shows do an hour long show essentially has different storylines running together. Right, yeah. and even you know, my wife watches This Is Us, and it'll have the different storylines running. Um, Nine hundred two one zero did it. Even the soap operas my mother watched during the day, they had the different storylines running. Right. Um, so yeah, Nine hundred two one zero would have the controversial storyline running and then it would have the comic relief running with, you know, st with Steve, whatever his name was, that drove the Corvette. Like that would be, 
going simultaneously, you know, back back and forth to one another. So you didn't have it wasn't the entire show full of just deep, intense. I want to give you this might be one of the best examples. And this was I don't remember what year the movie Philadelphia came out. Mm hmm. And the only uh, the only reason why it's in my mind is because I was actually I was talking with some other friends about Tom Hanks and the versatility of him as an actor, and even Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. And Denzel is one of the best actors out there. Yeah. And they were both in Philadelphia. And this is right around the time when AIDS and HIV, like information, pe- people were scared of it. Because they didn't know anything about it. Yeah. That movie brought so much attention to the topic. And people are going to say, but that's over the top. That That's taking a sledgehammer to it. It is and it isn't. And the reason why I say it isn't is because you had two extremely talented actors. Tom Hanks was almost unrecognizable in that movie. Yep. And the writing was so well. And it didn't... Yes, there was an emphasis on Tom Hanks his character having AIDS, but it humanized him. It made him human. So people didn't think of AIDS, the disease or HIV, the disease. They saw the person with it. Right. Rather than just thinking, Oh, that's, that's a disease of the inner city. That's a disease of homosexuals that no, it was, no, this is a dude that could be your brother, your friend, right? You know, anyone that you know could be him. This young, vibrant guy, and next thing you know, he's. I've never seen the movie, but but also with that movie, you knew what you were getting into when you went to go see. Or like, if you're going to go, you're like, hmm, Philadelphia. This must be about the Liberty Bell. No, you know what it's. You know what you're getting into. But it, it was, it humanized the disease, so that people didn't think of the disease and like, oh, it's this, and I can't believe it's this. It's a, it's only for these people. Yeah. No, 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 no. You watch the movie, it humanized the disease. And oddly enough, and, and you're going to think I'm nuts, but there's a movie called The Dallas Buyers Club. Mm-hmm. And Matthew McConaughey and Jared Leto were in that movie. Again, it was another really well-written movie and two really good actors. Mm-hmm. And yes, while the whole movie is about this cowboy, this heterosexual, woman-loving uh, loving cowboy riding bulls gets the disease, mm-hmm. and he 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 was one of those you would call him a homophobe because he probably was. Mm-hmm. Who basically you see his transition from womanizing cowboy to HIV, and he, and he goes and he like. He goes and finds medicines that aren't approved in the U.S. He's like, oh, the medicines they're giving you in the U.S. are killing people. They're not helping people. And he goes down to Mexico, gets some drugs, starts bringing them back to the U.S. And he gets caught by the DEA Mm -hmm. for selling drugs. Yeah. So that's when he creates the Dallas Buyers Club. And people Mm -hmm. would join the club. And with the membership, they get the medicines. Yeah. So now he's not dealing. He's selling membership. He goes, I'm not selling drugs. I'm selling memberships. Yeah. But what it did was, though, because of the writing of that movie. It humanized the disease again. Yeah. Now, Dallas Buyers Club came out much later than Philadelphia, but yeah, you know, I, I think it, it was a movie with a purpose, but it was also something people wanted to go see. Like, it was a good movie. Like, yeah. even if you didn't get the message, 
Those two actors in that movie, I mean, Jared Leto was a cross-dressing gay man mm-hmm. in that movie. But man, did he play that well. Yep. Like, so well, man. Like, so there are, I think there are ways for some of these writers to kind of get the messages they want to cross. And yes, it's going to get, take time to change minds and influence people. But you're never going to win anybody's mind over by hitting them with a sledgehammer. And in fact, you're going to do more damage. Right. Because in this day and age, if you tell someone you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong for thinking this, and you don't want to actually sit down and listen to them, all they're going to do is go run and find someone who believes somewhat what they believe. Oh, they'll just put themselves in an echo chamber. And, and or, or not just the echo, but you're going to go anywhere other than the person screaming at you. Yeah. And what happens if you push that person into an extreme and another extreme group that's completely the opposite of you, mm-hmm. and just to fit in, they start saying the same stuff the extreme people are. Right. Now you, again, this is, you now only haven't helped your cause. You've, you've heard it. You've heard it even worse than you thought. Yeah. And, and, and nobody's know, thinking about, no one's thinking about this stuff though. No. And, and I also wonder, like when network TV does it, some of the most disingenuous people in the world are employed in that industry. Of course. So when, the entire episode of New Amsterdam is about the doctor, whatever his name is, running around taking pictures down. And are you trying to push him? Are you just trying to virtue signal? Well, and that's just NBC virtue listen, signaling. Listen, Hollywood five years ago. What, what was going? On, do you remember what was going on in Hollywood five years ago? No, me too. <laughs> yeah, Harvey, oh, okay. Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. No, I don't mean like me too. As in, don't know. We're thinking the same. Yeah. No, I'm thinking <laughs> hashtag me too. Yeah. Every man in Hollywood needs to go to prison for making women get down. Yeah. And all of a sudden, people really aren't talking about Me Too anymore, are they? No. But Hollywood is the last industry on earth to be preaching to anybody about morals. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. (laughs) Look, men, women, I don't care who you are. If you are in Hollywood right now, and you're out there trying to talk about how you're so open and and you think everybody should have this and that and that. no 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 cuz 5 years ago we just found out about all your dark secrets in that closet yeah and tr- and, and if this wasn't happening right now mm-hmm. if orange man bad didn't happen if you know, last year's riots didn't happen or protests or any of this stuff we'd still be talking about yeah, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, and the twenty to thirty other producers, directors, or whoever who did the same thing. Because I look, there's no shot. Only one dude was doing all that. No, he's the guy that got caught. He got caught hard, and yeah. they and they turned on him, like they sung like like canaries on him. Oh yeah, just to protect themselves. Yep, and then they and, wrapped and, some other ones up. What was his name? Uh, the guy from the Today Show. Oh, Matt Lauer. Yeah, they, they, yeah. And like, look, you're not going to tell me that maybe five dudes were doing everything. Yeah, six dudes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or, but he, look, let's say there were 15 of them. Well, we didn't hear about the other 10 mm-hmm. because someone squashed that real quick. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now they might be still prosecuting some people, but you want to know what we got instead? You want to know what the media decided to, to, to talk about? Yeah. Uh, Aunt Becky. Mm-hmm. Getting yeah. her kids into college, yeah, like that's some crime. <laughs> oh, Aunt Becky paid for her kids to go to USC, and she she paid to get them admitted. Yeah, she might have did it a little differently, but guess what? 
Nepotism happens. Yeah, isn't every building named after somebody that was trying to get of their course. kid into college? Of course. <laughs> of course. It was the episode in The Simpsons where uh, where uh, Mr. Burns is trying to get his his long lost son into Harvard. Like, there, sir, there's nothing you can do. And he goes, how about an international airport? <laughs> I, I'm of the proponent. If you see it, if you're seeing something reported in the media, the mainstream media, there, someone is rope doping you, so you don't look at the real problem. I mean, th- it was anybody, was anybody outside of maybe five kids who didn't get into USC that year, really that pissed off at Aunt Becky? Yeah. No, no one cared. Right. It was like, oh, wait, a rich person bought their kid into school? Yeah, we knew that. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for the news report. <laughs> we we knew that was happening already. Yeah. Ha- and, and, shoot, it, I couldn't believe they were just reporting on, like, USC. Yeah. You're t- uh, come on now. Stanford, Harvard, the yeah. Ivies. Yeah. Get out of here if you don't think there's nepotism yeah. and people getting their kids into school. George W. Bush went to Yale. Yeah. He, he deserved to get in with his straight C's. C's Donald Trump went to Penn. So. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. Actually, I don't even know. He, well, he he always says he went to Wharton, oh, which yeah. is the Wharton School of Business. Yeah. He, he, he'll never say he went to UPenn. Yeah. I went to Wharton. Right. Even though Penn is an Ivy League. But, you, well, know. you went to Wharton because your daddy yeah. got you into Wharton. Yeah. It wasn't because you had the grades to go to Wharton. <laughs> All these Ivy League schools, if, if you're some schlub off the street, if you don't have a 4.0, oh, yeah. three extracurriculars, yeah. and can write a gem of an entrance essay and probably play three instruments, you're not getting in. Right. Just not have, I'm sorry. Yeah, you pretty much have to already be in skull and bones to get into this well, place. I, I mean, <laughs> look, you, your last, I'm sorry. It, 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 I know people think that this shouldn't be how the world works. Your last name matters. Yeah. And and not just by, I'm not saying the, the actual name. I'm just saying if, if you are a legacy at a school, it helps. Well, it's it, just the way it is. It even helps and, with, with preschool. Right. So I, you know, your third kid go get ready. You get, you get, they actually have points. You get your your legacy points or whatever. So for every year that one of your kids went there prior, you get points. So by the time the third kid gets in there, it's you know that's your your oh yeah your whatever you want. Well, I mean, so it's like why do you think a lot like a lot of inner city public schools suck? Well, because the rich the rich families ain't sending their kids to the public schools, right? If they were, they'd be a heck of a lot better. Yeah, but instead. They're going to the little private school down the road where mommy and daddy make a nice twenty to forty thousand dollar donation called tuition. Yeah. And and little Johnny gets into preschool. Yeah. And and for people who don't think that's real, some preschools cost twenty thousand dollars. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean shoot, you, we we live down the street from a private school, a high school. Mm-hmm. Twenty two grand yeah. for a year for high school. <laughs> You gotta be kidding me! Yeah, but by going to that school, I think it's close to sixty to seventy percent of those kids go to Ivy League schools. Yep, from that high school. And look, I I don't I don't blame any parent if you have the means, if you pay for your kid to get a better leg up on life, because you always want what's best for your kids. Yeah. And if you have the opportunity to pay for that opportunity, granted, it it says nothing about how you raise the kid. 
I'm not saying that. I'm just saying a lot of opportunities in this in this world depend on the connections you make. Mm-hmm. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Yeah. And that, that holds true throughout government. Of course. Business. It, think about the friends um, you make the first time you go to work. Yeah. If you make if you're if you're buddies with the right guy who has the right ambition who runs up the ranks yeah and he and he pulls you along yeah that dude's gonna look out for you he's gonna look out for you yeah happens no matter what industry you're in yeah no matter yeah. no matter it doesn't matter what you're doing school work doesn't matter yep yep the only place that doesn't really come into play too much is sports no. it, it does a little bit but <laughs> but for sports especially when you get to the the high D one pro levels that is all just can you produce well look let's, you know I mean, let's talk orioles for a minute so did billy ripkin was billy ripkin really a major league ball player <laughs> he's mm. nice he's a nice guy he's oh super nice <laughs> gem of a human being yeah but right you well, know, cow, you have, cow was playing the cow was playing short and daddy was on the bench yeah maybe that had something to do with it yeah but it was certainly wasn't because he could hit Right. And then you hear some other, yeah, like uh, Wayne Gretzky had brothers that got their shot. But the thing is, they didn't last. Right. They didn't go play for the Oilers and the Kings because Wayne was there. Right. They they played a couple years at you know with Buffalo or whatever lousy team was needed a, uh, the position they played, and then they eventually you know rolled out of the league. So you know Cal had a lot more longevity than than Bill than Billy did. You can sure. ask even a. The most casual baseball fan, they'll be able to tell you about Cal Ripken. They won't be able to tell you anything about Billy. Right, we're the yeah. only ones that know about Billy because yeah. we live we live in the area. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think like going back to these show writers, I, I think a lot of it's got to do with the fact that I, I do think Netflix, um, Netflix, Disney, they. And Disney, well, I, would, I don't even know about Disney because Disney's got their own franchises that they're writing for right now. Yeah. But Netflix, Amazon, they're they were brand new to the game. Like they didn't have a partnership to kind of piggyback off of. And in order to get, like, if I'm a writer and I want my show to air, if I in early days, if I went to Netflix, I was taking a real chance on them. Yeah, because they didn't have the subscriber base they do now. And if my only goal goal is to get my show seen, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I don't go with a Netflix and lose about ten million off that show for, as the production company, right? Yeah. Because the production company's thinking, look, if I can make this show work, my next payday is even bigger. Yeah. So I think what Netflix did was rather than saying, look, it's a five million dollar difference between ABC and us, it's a ten million dollar difference, and people are like, well, I guess I'm taking that ten mil now. Yeah, burden hands were two in the bush, and it worked for them. Yeah, and but but it, but it definitely drew some talent away from the networks. No, it's, and and you know when you look at like say House of Cards, that was Kevin Spacey. Yeah, I mean that was you're talking to actually wasn't it Robin Wright? Robin who, Wright, who was the who was actually the producer on that, or were they both co-producers or something? Well, but she I was, was a big part of that. Yeah, but as far as the cast, like Kevin Spacey was a movie star. Yeah, he wasn't doing TV. You're right. And they brought him in, and then, but even when Netflix first started, uh, like back when you actually had to like mail you a DVD, right? And then when they got into their streaming, but when they, you know, it was almost like, oh, you're, you know, it was almost like the second tier, like the triple yeah, A, yeah. like, oh, you're on <laughs> Netflix. But now they, then they started producing good content and winning awards and getting a lot of attention to what they were doing and attracting good writers. And, 
But then they can they can take a chance. Like all these goofy shows like Bridgerton, they were they're cheesy romance novels. And they needed content because everyone's just burning through it because of COVID. So they're like, oh, let's write this show. Let's write that show. They also took a shot with those PBS shows. Mm-hmm. Or not the PBS. Well, PBS did. I'm sorry. So PBS, and they did this with Downton Abbey. That was actually a show in Britain. Yeah. That they pulled over. They brought it over. Mm-hmm. And Netflix saw that and saw that people liked it. Yeah. And so they started doing it, too, with some other shows. Mm-hmm. And... Like what is it? Peaky Blinders. And, Peaky Blinders. Yeah. Uh, and now they got, they've got uh, Gangs of London. Yep. Which, by the way, if you haven't seen Gangs of London, it's a really good show. Mm-hmm. And Peaky Blinders. But look, shout out to one of our old neighbors. He's the one that put me on to Peaky Blinders. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say his name. He's down in Florida. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he put me on that show. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what is this nonsense? I, I, that first season, man, it got me sucked in for the yeah, next five. Another friend of mine was telling me about that. And I just the thing is, I need to get invested into a show. But when I'm in, I'm all in. Yeah. There's no like uh, my wife and I watched. Um, I forget the name. It was on HBO. It was Hugh Grant and not Gina Davis, Nicole Kidman, I think. I don't even remember. I forget the name of the show, but we watched that. Like, we got super into that, um, and I was into it. But it takes a lot for me to get into it. Like, if you know, I'm not going to – I almost need, like, too many friends to say, oh, like, yeah, you got to watch it, you got to watch it. And then I'll finally watch it. So – but Netflix is able to to take chances on some of this stuff. Yeah. And and Disney Plus did a little bit of that with WandaVision. mm Mm-hmm. And you and I had talked about WandaVision. I don't think you... Have you seen WandaVision yet? So WandaVision was an interesting show in that the first three episodes, everyone was like, what the heck is this nonsense? Mm -hmm. It's like some weird throwback TV show. Nobody could figure it out. Like, what am I watching this for? And then, like, end of episode three, episode four hits, and you're like, oh, wow. This is is intense. Yeah. And it brought it all together. But that... To me, that's good writing. Yeah. No, that is... um, What is it? Stranger Things. I don't yes, think it, yeah. I don't think a TV executive who has to sell ad space because that's how they make their money is through selling ad revenue right. is going to take a, a a crack at that show because if it's a, if it bombs, right. then that adverti- for the remainder of the time that that show airs the that advertising stuff. But Netflix is just subscriptions. Yeah, well, it's, and, it's the same thing with Disney Plus. Yeah. Now, yeah, I mean, WandaVision was the, like they're. Beside The Mandalorian, this was like their next TV show, mm-hmm. right? And Mandalorian got people to sign up when with that super teaser rate. It was like four bucks, five bucks a month, and you got mm-hmm. ESPN Plus and Hulu Plus. Yeah. The Mandalorian, uh, not the Man, the the Wandavision though, was like the next new thing, and mm-hmm. they didn't know how it was out of Star. It wasn't Star Wars anymore. Yeah. It was part of the Marvel universe, but it was kind. It was a lesser known ver. Uh, characters and, and vision and, and wanda and man that got such good buzz after that after that third episode that their their subs went yeah. way up went way up and, yeah. and, and and that was after that was during the whole gina carano thing mm-hmm. where she got fired from the mandalorian for yeah. her for her tweet or whatever yeah. and the thing is and i disagree with that right however I do too her character had kind of run its course. Yeah, she wasn't going to be on. She had one more season left anyway. Yeah, and you know, but the thing is with with those um, with the stuff that Disney by by Disney owning the entire franchise, so like Disney can take. So Boba Fett was not a big time character in Star Wars, right? 
people got obsessed with Boba Fett because he looked cool. Right. Um, and then they create this whole thing with him. And, you know, if you get super nerdy into canon and non-canon and fan written and all this other stuff with Star Wars, but Disney can now do that and they can monetize all of it. Yeah. They could do... Who's who's the dude in the first... Like, uh, in... in Hopefully he's gone forever. I, actually, I think they're going to turn that into a kid series. I think it, they're going to. I think they're going to take the Jar Jar Binks character and species. Yeah, I think they're going to turn it into like a cartoon for kids. They could. Yeah, yeah. I mean but, it's goofy enough, right? I but mean, like the the guy who like who shot first, Han Solo or the other guy? Right. Um, well, they did that with the movie. They yeah. turned Solo into a completely different movie. Yeah, exactly. So they made now Sol, Han Solo is a big character. Yeah, but. They could take that dude who Han Solo blasted and do an entire yeah. series. They can take stormtroopers and they can do because they well, own they, the they, entire universe. And I mean, that's how Disney makes their money. They sell your memories back to you. Well, they, and they they could do a kid series with the Ewoks. Yeah, they could do shoot. They could do an actual a real an adult series with um, a Job of the Hut. Yeah, and like his. his you can deal with their whole story, yep. not just the little snippets they got from the movies. Yep. And so, yeah, you're right. I mean, Disney's got the writers, though, where they can take a snippet of a character from a franchise mm-hmm. and turn it into a series. Yeah. I mean, they, they've got a gold mine there that they could just hammer out characters for, for years. Yeah, and if they own Marvel, too, they can do it. And they do. Know, they, yeah. yeah, they got Marvel, too. And, that, and that's what, I mean, that's what they did with WandaVision, though. Yeah. They took two lesser-known Marvel uh, heroes, and they turned it into a TV series. Yeah. And I'm, I'm telling you, like that. I think that kind of, I mean, people were on board with Disney because it's Disney, right? Yeah. But I, I think WandaVision and the press it got, um, and and, of, and now they've got the Falcon and Winter Soldier right after that. Like they're still putting out the new content, so the subscribers are going up. Mm-hmm. Where they're never going to put that on ABC. No, they're never going to do that. Why? Yeah, they're going. They're they're going to make more money off of Disney Plus than they do off of ABC oh, and ad revenue. Yeah, because people will pay, people will pay anything. And then now, you know, because uh, Disney owns ESPN, too. Yeah. And well, the NHL... is going down. Oh, yeah. And, you know, ES, it's funny because I haven't watched... I just, I'm a big sports fan. I have not watched a live sporting event in weeks. I just... I'm I, not... In, like... You know, um, I, I watched the NFL. Mm-hmm. Right? That's it, though. Yeah, I mean, other and, and I'll watch the NHL playoffs. I'm not a, I'm not a big NBA fan, but I'll, to be honest with you, I, I don't I, I kind of like the NBA playoffs, but I like it for the atmosphere with mm-hmm. the fans in the stands. Yeah, there's nothing no fans, but it, especially NHL hockey. It loses so much without the fans. It does, it yeah. does, and with the playoffs though, they and I don't remember the guy's name. There was always one announcer for the NHL mm-hmm. when he announced the game. I don't care who was playing. It could have been the Phoenix Coyotes playing the old Florida Panthers. Yeah. And I would be into it because yeah. he was into it. Yeah. Doc, Doc Emmerich was really good. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, with ES, so if ESPN goes back to, because they're going to start playing showing hockey. They got, they got the rights to NHL yeah. Center Ice is gone. Yeah. And it's going to be on ESPN Plus. Yeah. And if that's, that's part of that Disney Plus package. Yeah, with Hulu Plus, I mean that that's a that's a good sales pitch yeah. for hockey fans, especially so anyone north of like, you know, Pennsylvania. Yeah, is going to be into that. Um, yeah, they're they're going to do going to do well with that. But I, I you know, I kind of see everything going where, you know, I, I don't think people are happy spending scads of money on these, the you know, Verizon FiOS or this case. 
you just pick and choose what you want. If you're not a big hockey, if you're not a big, uh, big NBA fan, I don't care if I ever see an NBA game. But if I'm a huge hockey fan, I'll pay for that. And I, you're going to get into people like just buying what they want. Um, but then the, sh- the, the streaming services will come out with some show that everyone wants to see, like a bunch of people did with The Mandalorian. Want, they subscribe to Disney Plus only to see The Mandalorian. But the good thing about it is, though, because you don't have to watch it on Sunday at 8, Yeah, I can buy a month of Disney Plus, mm-hmm. watch The Mandalorian, yeah. and, not, and, and then next month, pay for Netflix. Yep. I can go, if I'm savvy enough, which people aren't. I mean, no, most it. people are just going to leave it, I mean, let it run. It's the it's the old it's the old theory behind your cable and your cell phone. They get you in with the teaser rate for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's because seventy percent of people, once the initial contract is up, Stay. will will not shop for any for another uh, another service. Yeah, and they know that they know seventy percent. Mm-hmm. That's a huge retention. Oh yeah, and when they when they give you that seventy nine dollar for cable, let's say it's. Uh, Comcast or Cox or whatever, they give you that $79 internet and cable mm-hmm. package for one year. Yeah. And after that one year, though, it's 150 Yeah. It's a huge increase. And all of a sudden, now you're also paying for the DVR. You know, they, they threw in the DVR. They threw in, apparently, HD is an upgrade, but they threw in the HD. Now everything you're paying for. So now your bill is 150 plus another 30 because now you're paying for all the boxes you got. Yep. Well, now people are like, if 70% of people are going to stay, why wouldn't they give you the teaser rate? Yeah. And they know they're going to lose 30%, mm-hmm. but they don't care. Well, it's, it's like when you go get your oil changed at Jiffy Lube. So you pull in, they're like, oh, it's the twenty nine ninety five oil change. They're not making any money on that oil change. Right. Zero. What they're making money on is like, oh, you know your cabin air filter needs to be refreshed? And you're there. You don't know anything about cars. So you say, sure. How much is it? $52. Like, oh, well, that sounds important. I'll pay for $5 part. Right. Took and, them 10 minutes to swap it yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, you need you need some transmission fluid. We can top that off for you. Oh, sure. How much is that? Transmission sounds important. Oh, yeah, that'll be uh, 40 bucks. Sure. And that's where they're making their money. Right. And just like you're saying with the cable stuff, like, yeah, they're going to lose money or break even on the teaser. But they know. And the subscription things, I mean, I had two gym memberships for two years. Right. I didn't go to either one of them. Right. You know? Um, right. I paid for an alarm system in my house that the, the, the thing never worked. And I just never got around to canceling it because you don't think about it. It just comes out of your account. It's like a leech. You know, but if, if it's not, you know, if you have a boat and it's just leaking a little bit, oh, yeah. Now when the boat starts riding low in the water, you might start thinking, oh, well, what's going on here? But, right. you know, so you just allow it to continue. Well, the weird thing is, so people will complain about their cable bundle, right? Oh, it's too much money. There's too many channels I don't watch. Okay, well, now you're going to need internet. And what these cable companies are doing, they're supplying your internet. Mm -hmm. Your internet, instead of being $40 like it should, is now going to be, if you don't get the cable, your internet is now $99 a month. Yeah. And now you're going to add Netflix. If you have the the, the top end Netflix plan, it's twenty bucks mm-hmm. or twenty. It's twenty one dollars for for that Netflix plan. Disney Plus, I think, is going up to fourteen dollars a month. Mm-hmm. So with just Netflix and Disney Plus, that's thirty six dollars additional. Yeah, already on your plan. Yep. Now Discovery Plus is coming out. 
you got Hulu Plus if you don't bundle it with with Disney Plus and ESPN Plus yeah. and th- all these pluses. They all uh, there's Paramount Plus from CBS. Like we yeah. old the CBS All Access and now Paramount Plus. Yep. Why are they calling it Plus? Just call it Paramount. There's no Paramount for you to have a Paramount Plus. But there's wait. I'm just waiting for UPN Plus, right? Or CW CW Plus, the WB Plus, My TV Plus. It's all coming to you. But this is what they're going to do, and yeah, it, it, I'll be interested to see how this goes. It, it, because at some point, what about the independent networks out there? Yeah. Now, are there any more? I don't really know, to be honest with you. But, like, TNT, who do they belong to? Yeah, I'm not. Well, TNT is. Is it Turner? Yeah, TNT, TBS is all Turner, so CNN. Well, CNN was. But they're going to have to go. But they're part of HBO. Yeah. Because that's. I think they're part of the. I think Turner and HBO is all part of the same thing. Well, they're, it's they're all just, part of AT&T. Yeah. Or some stuff. Well, because Comcast went out and picked up NBC Universal and Comcast is all the same. Right. Um, Disney, ESPN, ABC is all the same. Then AT and T. Then next thing you know, we'll have the T Mobile bundle with somebody. Right. Um, and you still got Sony hanging out there as a production company. Where are they going to put their stuff though? Yeah. I mean, if you if you don't have the cable bundle, where can everyone? Where's the per, where's one person going to go and get it all in the same place? Yeah. And I mean, people are going to say, well, people just use apps now. They all watch on their cell phones. But see, there's also there's also but it's like yeah, but I don't I don't want to have to go search for my thing. Right. There's also you know, people like like our parents. Who don't want to go and use fire sticks and use smart TVs? They want to turn the TV on, and they want to use their guide system, and they want to go to where they, they want, want to they watch want to channel fifty-five. That's where I know I'm going to watch my stuff. Yeah, that's what they want, and the people will pay for that. Um, you know, so so I know, like you know, sometimes somebody on Netflix is like ah, I don't feel like switching over, but now they're even offering Netflix with with different right. You can get Netflix. With, I think it's Verizon. You well, can get Netflix included. And, well, and so the the cable companies got smart. They're putting the apps on the box. Yeah. Because essentially, when you're going with Verizon now, they're essentially just giving you a Fire Stick with apps. Yeah. And so, and that's what they're all doing. Comcast is doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. The apps are on the box. Yeah. So you either when you go to the home screen, you're either clicking Guide for Live Guide for Live TV. You're clicking on Netflix. Yeah. You're clicking on Dis- Discovery Plus. Mm-hmm. You click on Disney Plus. So you're essentially using apps on your cable box. Yeah. And you didn't even realize that that's what they forced you to do. Yeah. <laughs> like the, and Watch I, them bundle all the streaming services together. Like, oh, for for two seventy nine, you can have this internet and you can have all the streaming services. And people start doing that. When you're back to where you started. <laughs> you're back to the cable bundle. Well, and you want to know who else is doing it? The, the cell phone people mm-hmm. buy T-Mobile, Netflix on us. Oh yeah, what is it? Verizon has uh, NFL. Yeah, comes with it. Right. And now AT- you remember the AT and old- like, We've got AT and T. That whole Directv Plus that's gone is now called AT and T. AT and T TV mm-hmm. comes with your cell phone plan. Yeah, I'm like, all right. So I pay for my cell phone plan. I got cable thrown in. <laughs> what do I need cable for right. now? Like, it's like, come on, man. I, I, I don't. Like, it's going to be really confusing, I think, in the future because everyone's going to try and own their own thing, yeah. and people are just going to be like, I, "I just want to watch Property Brothers." Yeah, you know, where, just, where do I find Property? Brothers? I just want to watch Steve Harvey. Right. Uh, what, what is the? By the way, Steve Harvey on Family Feud is hysterical. Oh, he is. And if you watch the uh, 
the uncut versions. Yeah. Oh my god, I watch that, those on I watch those on YouTube all the time. I cry laughing. That dude just gets because they they edit that stuff to make it fit, <laughs> and for content. And that dude, that dude is hilarious, and the way he gets going with people. And then he doesn't even need a hype man, but he's got a hype man that comes out before the show <laughs> and gets everyone fired up. And then the stuff that he just goes on and on. I mean, it, I've watched some of those YouTube things, and they're just, I mean, they are absolutely, they should just play that. Right. That could play all the time. So here is, so we we have definitely talked about our TV gripes. Yeah. We need better writers out there. If you want to get people back to the primetime TV, get better writers, write your stuff. And who knows where the TV's going in the future. But I think for now, I think we've kind of we've killed this horse a little bit. And we're going to let you all go. And please go to dumbideapodcast.com. You can subscribe on any podcast platform from there. Um, we hope you enjoyed listening to us. And we hope you come back uh, in two weeks. We try and drop these episodes every other Tuesday. Um, and we'll, we'll see you next time.